Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Dead Funny Dead Series podcast. I'm your host, Casey Morozik, and with me, as always, is the absolutely wonderful Mitzi Weiland. I told you about this uh, this trend, so I wasn't sure when it happened. The, the trend actually, I guess, the articles I was finding started in about 2015, and it's the it's a Japanese trend called uh, yami kawaii. Uh, if I'm pronouncing that per- properly, I'm not sure. But yami kawaii. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've also heard. Oh, oh no! Sorry. Let me go back. Yami kawaii is kind of the new. I, I think it kind of segued into it. Uh, the original thing is called Biojaku. Biojaku. I know I'm slaughtering that one. <laughs> but it loosely translates to sickly. So there, is a, there was a trend where Japanese girls would basically do their makeup to look almost in an allergenic state like they'd have red puffy eyes they'd have like they would make their eyes like look like they had bags under them they would do uh like they would make their skin look pale and have like a worried brow was kind of like what i was finding is like the, the description so depending on who you ask they go complete opposite directions. So some people would do it with the hopes of looking like a damsel in, dis- in distress. They wanted to have like that. This person is un- unhealthy and needs someone to care for them and take like get them back to health. So there was that look. Wow. But then there was others that said, that did the same exact look, but they were like, no, the red around the eyes and all that stuff is actually making your, like making you look youthful and kind of gives that, that hint of like a blush that youth brings for like innocence. Like, Oh, I'm embarrassed. I, I made like a small mistake, that kind of thing. Like it was that more of, that feel for this other group, but it's the same exact look. So depending even with on, the bags, even with the bags and all that, like they, it started mainly with like a reddish blush around the eyes, which oh. I had also read that it kind of stems. Like if you go all the way back, they do makeup similar to that with like geishas and stuff like that but it accentuates the eyes and the lips. But it kind of makes them look sickly or near death. Did any of them say that they yes. wanted to look dead? But not, not dead. 
Like I didn't find anything that specifically stated dead, but mm-hmm. sickly. Sickly. I mean, that makes sense with the the damsel and the stress piece, right? Um, so we'll dissect this in two parts. Yeah. So we'll we'll cover that, and then we'll cover what I believe it's transitioned into. Okay. Now in two thousand, well, in two thousand eighteen was the most recent article I read. Okay. So wait, am I supposed to be commenting on people looking sickly? Yes. And okay. And, so and we have a goes. yeah. So this is in Japan, correct? That's correct. Uh, and it doesn't seem to have trans translated like outside of Japan. So nothing directly translated outside of Japan, but somebody did draw similar comparisons to like the heroine chic of the nineties, like the grunge rock heroine chic kind of look. It really was a look. uh, um, I miss that part of Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) This new, um, the meth look is not is not a chic. <laughs> it's I mean, not funny. Uh, yeah, so there is something to that, right? Where we want to we have a medical model, and I can only speak about America. So getting help in America, one is probably a privilege, right, for a majority of people. Um, there is a, a news article, and I, I didn't read the article, and I don't know um, the facts on it, but there was an elderly couple that supposedly um, did a murder-suicide because they couldn't afford their care, their medical care anymore. Um, they call it medical bankruptcy. And so getting taken care of, I'm going to say that that's on two different levels, right? Is that one, when you're sick, people take care of you. And that's a mothering instinct and you want to be taken care of and, and or rescued, like the damsel in distress piece. And then the, the medical model is like everyone's sick because we are living just forever now, right? Like just the population in general getting older and older. So there's this medicalization of pretty much everything and if people are feeling like looking sick they're part of like this greater thing and they need care um i don't know i mean psychologically it makes sense uh visually i don't know how that that translates into like a good look uh i haven't seen the images i'm gonna have to Look that up. So I've seen a few images where they generally look ill, but I've also seen a number where it almost makes them look doll-like. And that, that was another descriptor that people use is like, they look almost like a, like a porcelain doll kind of thing. I don't know what the base like when they do the makeup so their eyes look bigger. Mhm. Yeah. What's the name of it again? Can you spell it? Uh 
B-Y-O-J-A-K-U. Ooh, there's a tutorial. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I saw tutorials for it. Can you do one? No, but I could see if Bethany that, will, and that would be a great... On you? Yes, on me. Can you do it on Bethany? <laughs> Ooh. That'd be awesome. I don't think Bethany is willing to be a viral person <laughs> or a viral meme. That's true. So, all right. Okay, so I'm looking at these images and I see that it's quite a range of how deep they want to dive into it. Yeah. Um, some looks almost like they have a black eye or they've been crying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's one that looks like her eye is swollen shut. So, I mean, that seems to be drawing from the compare like the, not comparison, the, uh, like driving compassion for themselves from others because they've been injured. I mean, there's band-aids and everything on some of them. And then some of them just look, yeah, like allergens. That, or maybe I like they were crying a lot, which. So now, now I'll, I'll tell you about what it, what it's kind of become uh-huh. is they call it. So kawaii means cute. Uh-huh. So like when you see all of like the, uh, when you think of like Comic-Con, right. And like Japanese culture where, they dress very cutesy, the Hello Kitties, like that whole like uh, ensemble, that, that, that look. Mm-hmm. So that would be kawaii. And that in itself is a, a cultural phenomenon throughout Japan that I was reading is basically that's their, like they are so prim and proper at work and respectful and expected to do something for their boss and like live up to expectations and they don't talk about taboo or uh, like anything offensive. Right. So their escapism is that kawaii, that, that cuteness, the, like that, the anime and all of the, Hello Kitty type uh, wardrobes. So now it's they have a, another subsect called Yami Ka- Kawaii, which that one is adding, like they'll add Band-Aids or syringes into jewelry or uh, different aspects of injure, like uh, injurement, or disease or death or dying, like they incorporate those aspects into their clothes, into their makeup, into their hair, their jewelry, all of that. And that has actually become basically like a way of them expressing mental, uh, like mental illness in the society. 
without actually coming out and discussing it because that would be rude and taboo. It's an acceptable form for them to express mental illness and kind of a way they're, they're seeing it as a way to counteract and open up the discussion about getting help about mental illness, about expressing their own mental illness or their ability to kind of open up the doors and say, you're not alone for those who have mental illness uh, and kind of fight the suicide epidemic that's going on in Japan. Yeah. So how, how much of it is allyship? Did it say, I mean, or is uh, it, it mostly it, self? No, it, it really, uh, the articles I was reading were more of like a broad paint stroke. So it wasn't really specifically saying it's more about allyship uh, or it's more about personnel saying this is something I'm dealing with. It was just uh, people use it for this and this. So without a deeper dive, I can't really say which one is more the main. It seems like... um it seems like it's a positive thing. I, I think that it might get a little um, mixed. I wonder what the elder community in Japan thinks about that piece, especially the part where they look like they've been actually physically injured. Um, you know, domestic violence. I don't know the rate of that in Japan, but it's still, that's a triggering piece. Uh, drug addiction is triggering to other people. So there's this fine line there of showing mental illness as a physical illness, right? We would never deny somebody help if they had a physical injury, but mental illness, we, we kind of sweep under the rug. So I get what they're doing. So I just wonder how it's tracking. Um, and it's, it's benefits right? We're going to have to probably watch that. It's a recent thing. You said 2012? Uh, no, 2018 uh, is when the Yami Kawaii kind of started popping up. And yeah, it, it still has that like bubbly aspect of it, of, of like the, the Kawaii. It's just got like darker undertones. Like I saw someone with like a syringe necklace with like a little like it wasn't a real syringe, but like it had like, it was like filled up with blood and had like a little blood gem dripping out of it yeah. or like earrings that represent that kind of stuff. And then they would have like uh, pantyhose that would have different like bubbly looking band-aids and sticker kind of things like that would show some sort of like harm but they still had that like Hello Kitty vibe to them. Yeah. I, and I saw some of those images. Um, I, I think it's complicated, right? I think they're, they're throwing a bunch of things together uh, that aren't, they're symbolic of other things. So I just wonder I don't know the culture well enough to comment on that. I just, if we were going to translate that to America, um, 
I would be hesitant on the glamorization um, piece of domestic violence or intravenous drug use, right? That it, somebody can easily take it the other direction as well when we're being an advocate for something. So it's, I, I like the sentiment, but I just wonder if. Yeah, like what I was getting, uh, the, the vibe I was getting wasn't about like all of the abuses so much as like mental illness, specifically suicide was brought up more often than not. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more along those lines of like maybe like just mental illness, not necessarily like the physical stuff, but I, I don't know. I I'd have to do a little bit more diving like deeper dive, but it's, it was just something I, I thought I'd bring up to you. Thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, I, I think it's interesting. I think um, we're saying the same thing, uh, but I think you're right. They're probably doing it just to show the mental illness, but the symbols of domestic violence and of intravenous drug use, you can't take those away from a black eye, right? And so somebody is out there in the world and they have been witness to or um, victims of domestic violence, they wouldn't see that and go, oh, that's a symbol for mental illness. Oh, yeah. You're saying the... the symbols they're using may they're not seeing the overlying triggers for other people right got it and you know it's almost saying two separate things i think it's really important to symbolize mental illness in society but then it's kind of muddying the waters adding those two symbols right physical illness and people can be triggered by people that look like they have cancer um, because a lot of people die from cancer and a lot of people love those people that die from cancer and it's hard to see. Um, so a young person that looks sickly, um, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't fill anyone's heart with joy. Right. So it's, it's hard to see that, but if they're symbolizing what they feel inside by putting that on the outside, it makes sense. It, I can respect that. Yeah, it, it's something uh, we'll have to keep tabs on and see if it goes any further or uh, see what traction it picks up, either positive or negative. So uh, hopefully, because yeah, there wasn't a whole lot on it, yeah. uh, to be completely honest. And the things I was I was finding often just referred to another article I had already read. Mm-hmm. Like they were all just kind of like, rewording what this original article had said. I think it's an interesting um, blend. Yeah, we can keep tracks, uh, track on, of that. And then also it really, it comes back to the tie of Victorian grieving clothing um, is something that comes up a lot, a lot in my world. Um, the fact that we don't dress as we grieve in, in the West. Um, and there's no way for people in the world to know that you need to be treated gently. And it sounds like this, um, I'm not gonna say personification, but symbolism of what they're feeling inside on the outside of their look is kind of saying like, you should treat me gently. 
um, I'm hurting on the inside and I want to show you. Um, so I, I think there's something to it. And uh, I, for my grieving uh, people, uh, for my groups and my private practice, they are all for bringing back Victorian, <laughs> Victorian clothing that just all black and all lace and all veils. Um, so is that something you wear like for weeks on end? And a year. It was a year of wearing black. So would you do that for any one close that you lost or like was Mostly it? Mostly spouses or children, I think. Um, I don't know. I need to do more research on that. That's not my strength. I just know that in my um, grief work that, <laughs> that definitely comes up. People are like, dang it. Why, why can't we still do that? Because people don't know. Like if they walk through the streets and people will be like, are you okay? And they're like, my person died. And because they don't know how else to react um, because no one knows they need to tell somebody. And sometimes it's like a stranger on the street. Um, and we're in Seattle and a, a lot of people, it seems in Seattle are lovely humans and help those people in the world. Uh, but it would be nice to come back to being able to show how we're feeling on the inside, on the outside. Uh, so the world can kind of treat us a little bit better <laughs> when we don't feel so, so good. Yeah. I, I think that feeds into the, the whole society problem where we're, we're afraid to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and being able to literally, it, it, I'm curious, is that where the, the term wear your heart on your sleeve comes from? Um, Highly possible because of the black fabric that people wear. I don't know. We could look that up for sure. Check back. Um, is there any other fashion things that you know of that like throughout history people would do for, for grieving and loss? So many. Um, it's not something that I've, I've done any research on lately, so I would have to... Uh, tighten up my my resources on that but there's there's a lot there's jewelry that people wear there's clothing or not clothing or lots of stuff so we can do a whole episode on that i'm not going to give it all up today. well teaser then we will we'll have to do an episode on that then yeah um, some of my grief groups have come up with whole lines of, of t-shirts with sayings, <laughs> you know, and every time I would say that goes on a t-shirt and they'd be like, yes, because <laughs> grief group is, is rough. Uh, so sometimes, you know, having a little bit of fun is okay. Yeah, I think sometimes it's, it's like when you're watching a really, really serious movie and like just to keep your sanity in check, they have to throw in like a funny line or something to, to just kind of bring you back. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting stuff. That's it for today's episode. Join us next time for another episode of the dead, funny, dead, serious podcast. <laughs>